Podcasting straight from North Carolina is Dr. Jennifer Eichner-Lowry sharing her author journey with you. Jen Lowry writes is a place where amazing things happen for authors and readers together. The Holy Spirit is the ultimate podcast host. Jen is just the bird singing the song. She is a published author, educator, homeschool mama, life coach, and dreamer. Join her on the daily journey of discovering what this writing life is all about. Let's see what she will be led by the Holy Spirit to talk about today. Here's Jen. Thanks for supporting my Jen Lowry Writes podcast. My purpose is to inspire and encourage others to chase after their writing goals with faith and courage. By hitting the support this podcast button and with your monthly contribution of 99 cents, $4.99 or $9.99, you are helping me chase after mine. Welcome to my official author podcast. My name is Dr. Jennifer Lowry and today I want to share with you the questions that I provided for my beta readers, and hopefully this can help you as you're contacting betas, um, and it can give you a starting point at least. So, now that I have my betas reading the Hartwell Chronicles Teenage Exorcist, I wanted to um, give them some key areas that I wanted them to look at. Now, when I first sent out the beta Google Doc, I didn't include the questions. I just put the document in there, you know, the chapters in there. Some of them, I didn't do all of them because I'm editing as I go, but I let them know that it was currently at 58,000 words, um, that I've included images, but just imagine these images being full spread on one side, left or right in the book, um, so they could understand the image placement wasn't necessarily um, lining up with the Google Doc placement, the way that it would, you know, look on the screen. So, um, I gave them that at the top, just so it wouldn't throw them off while they read. But then I turned it red, and I put, please make any notes, suggestions, or add any questions that arise as you read. Areas that I would love for you to focus on. And then I gave them five areas. Okay, the first one I wrote, I would love to know if you see any gaps or missed opportunities. There are times when I'm reading, and as a writer, I'll start deconstructing things, and I'll say, gosh, they could have really carried this further, or, oh, that was a great place there, Um, or, ugh, I don't get it. What do they mean? And there's a gap. There's a missing link. So that's my number one, because that can snag the reader up, and it'll mess up your pacing. Number two. If you get bored, and I capitalize bored in all letters, or there is an area that drags on, please tell me. And I went on to say, I have a problem with extraneous words. So if I know that I have a problem area, maybe betas can catch things that can help me that I might miss, which is extra words. Number three, if there is a line or section that stands out to you, And then I put in parentheses, a standout could be good or bad. Let me know. And then I told them why. And I put, this is a key engagement piece for reader interaction with the text. So even if it stands out to you and it's, ugh, it's bad, then, you know, there's a question mark there that I got to fix. Or if something stands out to you and you say, ooh, it's good, then that's a place where I know that it could be a hook or it could be pleasing to the reader. 
And so I want to know those spots that stand out. Number four, if you see inconsistencies with characterization or you see qualities in the character you like, let me know. This is important while you're building your characters. You want them not only to feel real, but you want them to feel like relatable. You want their qualities to match. You want them, you know, you want the reader to be able to say, oh, okay, this is can be shaped up to be like a real person. <laughs> um, but if you start throwing inconsistencies in there, like where they're really shy, but then they go on the debate team right away at the very beginning and they win their first competition, but they're extremely shy, then you've got a character issue going on where it's inconsistent. So if they catch things, that could be good for you at the very beginning. Number five, this is my favorite. If you have questions, please ask them. Questions help me to see areas where readers start engaging, or it might be a question asking what I'm going for. Because it could be something I'm thinking in my head, but I don't follow through with expressing it thoroughly. Period. <laughs> That's number five. Yes, I have a problem with extraneous words. <laughs> but I wanted to be clear on that one, because if my readers have questions... I want to know them. That's that interaction with the text again. So, those are the questions that I chose. Yes, I could have chose seven. The seven's my lucky number, but I really wanted five. Questions matter. Gaps and missing opportunities, things that you might like or not like. I mean, you could do three. That could have been three right there, really. Um, I don't think I have a problem with inconsistencies or characterization, but I wanted to throw that question in there anyway, or that focal point. They're not really questions you can see. I didn't have anything with a question mark, but just areas to focus on. Um, choose your weakness, something that you know you have a problem with. Put it on that beta list. So number two, if you get bored or there's an area that drags on, that just means that I went overly descriptive, okay? And that's a place I need to shorten up because I just went too far. That's probably why the person got bored. I'm reflecting on my work. I'm saying that that's it. Um, so that went out, and my betas have it. Now, I've had four people as of this moment who have read um, the first chapter and beyond. And I will tell you, the reviews have been extremely positive. I've had, I've had eight areas that I've had to go in and clean up so far. Um, I have questions to consider and think about. I have um, just some little mistakes, you know, like with italics, you know, just some little catching little things. But overall, I have had some very positive interactions with my text from a wide readership too so the, the four people that I've already got responses from and now they've only had this since Saturday um, and so I can't expect everybody to be on the same page reading it at the same time but um, those four responses have really given me some food for thought and encouragement so I love the way that I made my decisions with the betas. I decided not to wait till the very end like I thought I was going to do. So plans have changed yet again. 
So in my author life, I have the prerogative to do that. <laughs> and um, I'm trying to really take control over uh, trying new things. And this is a good one for me because if they read chapter one and I have some gaps and missed opportunities, then I need to know those early so I can fix those to you know, in chapter one, then focusing on chapter two, making sure that I'm not making the same mistakes. So for example, if I'm having some questions that pop up, or if I'm having some really good engagement hooks, then I need to carry that on in chapter two and forward. But I need to find out what it is that it's getting the responses. So I can do more of that. Um, and if I wait till the very end and spend all this time editing, then I think I'm going to have my own missed opportunities. So that's why I pulled back and I decided to, to piecemeal the editing process with the betas at the same time. I did that last summer and it was highly effective. But I had really convinced myself that I was going to go through the whole editing. I was going to do the roller coasters, color coding, and the index cards, and then give it to betas. I talked myself out of that. I can't wait that long. I need to do it as I go. This just works better for me. But I hope that these questions have been helpful. You can go online and you can type in questions to ask beta readers, and you can get tons of these samples but I wanted to share with you what I'm asking my betas to do. And it's personal. It's personal areas after my own reflection of what I need to focus on. Gaps, missed opportunities, the boredom for extraneous words, and key questions. Those are really my four. And then if somebody catches something with a character, what did you like or not like about my character? Um, I really wanted the part to say, you know, if you see qualities in the character that you like, let me know. Because characterization and character building is so important to me, like that's my place where I feel like my is my strongest suit. I did put that in there, not necessarily for inconsistencies with characterization, but if you like my character, let me know. <laughs> Tell me what you think of my character. But the bored piece is the pacing issue. Um, and if a reader is bored, they're going to drop your book. You don't want that. You want to see if you can do page turners, especially if you're doing a horror paranormal. Um, it needs to have that sense of urgency. So I wanted that from the very beginning. And I have achieved that with all four beta readers, the pacing. Um, I have been given direct feedback about the pacing, which is very pleasing for my ears to hear. And I love it, too, when I got the critical feedback that was, you know, this is a question. I don't get how this can happen. And, and how, is, how is she connecting here with these bands? And I'm like, oh, duh, I see your point. In my head, I saw it. Now when I reword it, what do you think? Oh, yeah, yeah. And so I reworded and then said, is this better? I didn't just take the question that the beta had and fix it without them knowing. I think that's important too. So if a beta gives you a question, answer it, clean it up, and then say, hey, I cleaned up your suggestion. Look at it now. Is this a better, you know, reflection of what, you know, a reader could understand? Or, or did I fill it in? Did, did I solve it? Is this a problem? Did I solve it? So follow up with your betas too. So my betas are texting me and emailing me and you can do it anyway but i like the text responses because 
I can get them quick. <laughs> I can see them quick. They popping up. Whereas I'm not always on my email. But you can set it up either way that you like. And just know that it's really important for you to be diligent with this phase. You cannot skip a beta read phase. I mean, really, I, I truly believe you can't. I mean, there's no written rule of thumb that, you know, to, to have a bestseller, you need a beta reader. But I will tell you, having the beta readers enriches your author experience, and it allows you to step away from your work and see it through the eyes of your readers. And you're... You know, you're writing for yourself, yes, but you're also having to consider reader engagement and reader interaction. And so actually having that authentically is powerful. So don't discredit the beta reader process, but don't let it intimidate you either. Come up with your focus area questions and go at it. All right, good luck. If you're looking for my challenge devotionals on Amazon, go right on over and type in Dr. Jennifer Eichner Lowry and you'll see my 30-day everyday mom challenge, my 30-day teacher challenge, fingerprint curriculum for my homeschool families, and one that's closest to my heart is the Happy Renewal Year Challenge devotional. I dare you to go and check them out today. You can also find that they're on Kindle Unlimited because I want you guys to have access. I often put them up for free uh, promotional items. I'll do countdowns. Um, so that way you can grab one, you can gift them with a friend, you can share them out on your sites and people can go on this journey with us. In December of 2019, look out for the release of my author challenge devotional. I'm looking forward to that one and sharing it with you. So I challenge you today to go out there and write something inspiring and share it with the world. Thanks for joining me on Jen Lowry Writes. You guys have a blessed day.